Hey, everybody. This episode of The Table Talk Pod is uh, sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way supplements are made. Uh, they worked with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Uh, so whether you're King James himself preparing for an NBA Finals run or you're the Terminator prepping for a new movie role where you got to look like a beast, or if you're just like me, a desk jockey who likes sports, likes to play video games, occasionally likes to go to the gym and works out, uh, ladder is for you. So it fits from everybody, whether you're training for something specific or you're just doing a weight loss goal. Uh, ladder has everything you need. It all tastes great. I had my wife try the hydration uh, product after we worked out and she literally thought it was a Gatorade. So the stuff tastes amazing. Uh, the packaging is super convenient. So if you're on the go, you just grab a package and you're good to go. You can throw that into your shaker cup. Literally they have anything and everything you need. Uh, guys, I'm telling you ladder right now is taking sports nutrition and supplements to a whole new level. You guys got to get it out and try it. Uh, their goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Uh, right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Now, if you go uh, to their website, which will be in the show notes, uh, use code BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% uh, off everything statewide at ladder.sport. Uh, that's better every day, B-E-T-T-E-R-E-V-E-R-Y-D-A-Y for 30% off at ladder.sport. Zach, before we uh, jump into the uh, virtual draft, which really was just a giant fantasy draft for the pros. <laughs> for sure. Uh, what's going on with you guys and everything with this whole lockdown? How are you guys doing? What are you guys, what are you guys telling Rylan, like, what's going on? Uh, yeah, we've been able to, to be pretty upfront with that. Like, we've explained it to her, kind of what's happening. She understands to an extent. Uh, you know, they're loving it, having both of us home mm -hmm. uh, so much. Uh, but we've been good. We got that Peloton, so we're able to still get some workouts done. And uh, I've been working a lot. Devery's been able to work doing some, like, virtual dance classes for the studio and stuff. So it's 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 been good. It, the beginning of it was hard because it was we – had, we had a pretty uh, – a pretty good schedule and routine uh, in this kind of – completely flip that around and so uh but we've gotten to a new routine with this you know with my schedule and her schedule so um no it's going pretty well i i've been thoroughly enjoying it uh i'm a, I'm a homebody so yeah. that's, it's been good for me so that's good that's good we have a bunch of crap going on at the new house where uh Seems like construction people are on like Hawaiian time where if they tell you it'll be done Monday, they mean next Monday. 
<laughs> that's contracting and at its finest it's very frustrating it takes twice as long and costs twice as much yeah but it's uh getting getting along but we're just excited to get in there but yeah. do you guys have like a, a tentative date that you guys are trying to get out there well so we took a wall out and so there's part of it and we hung up a couple beams and so they're, we're just waiting on the beam guy to come in and finish the final touches. Yeah. So the sheetrock guy can come in and patch up all the missing wall. So then after that, the painters can come in and paint the house. And then the floor company can come in and put in the floor. So like right now, it's just there's no there's no carpet, no nothing. It's just, you know, the base wood. on the It's just foundation right now. And so oh, geez. as soon as That's they get tough. that shit in, we can move. And it's just like, ah just waiting on them and it's frustrating because they're all connections to Jossie's dad. So we can't really like, you know, yeah. Get on them. Complain about it. Yeah. But it'll go. It's just, uh, we have till May 24th, so we're not really in a big rush, but you know, if, uh, we have free rent, but the sooner we get out, we'll get that. So like, if we get out May 1st, we'll get the credit of the free rent onto the security deposit. Okay. So it behooves you to get in as fast as you can. Yeah. But we, we won't lose out on anything if we don't, but we just right. gain something. And then as soon no as, pressure. soon as president trunk, I still haven't got, we haven't gotten our stimulus check. It's probably cause you talk shit about him so much. <laughs> That's not, probably why dude. He knows he listens to the podcast. Yeah. Well, I was able to enter my information on the IRS website, but they still haven't updated a date. So just waiting on that, but we got ours. Yeah. Well, that's because you don't talk shit about him. Like I do. Right. We've been stimulated. Yeah. So, uh, got a nice little chunk. So here's Brian Luarkey. Got his card. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> and he's now on the Patriots when undrafted, but signed with him. And I'll watch him be the next. The next guy. Yeah. Lloyd Cushenberry the third, Denver Broncos signed with him as you can't there we go. It's an <laughs> autograph. <laughs> but so I uh so I'm gonna try and buy another rookie box. And then I figured you, Sam and I, once the season starts, we can do a fantasy draft of just the rookie players. Okay. But, but we have to have the card, so you have to draft a card, you know, or pick a card. Or with do, defenses? Uh, I guess. Yeah, if we can get defensive players, but it'd be, it might be hard to fill a full defensive lineup. No, I mean, maybe it's just like you just get those players and then however, how well they did comparatively to other, yeah. not other rookies, but other NFLers, you know? Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. But yeah. But yeah, no, I got did you watch? Did you watch the draft? Uh, I watched uh, CD Lamb. Uh, pull his phone away from his girlfriend when she tried to snag it. <laughs> so what you mean is you watch Twitter? Yes, yes. Well, I tried to pull it up on my phone, but I couldn't couldn't find anything without having to pay. Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. Um, it was cool, man. I, I actually liked it, and it went super fast compared to every other year, which I loved. Um, they still had, they had some really cool animations and edits and stuff that, that looked really good. Uh but yeah, I thought overall, I thought it went really great. I mean, I don't think they're gonna 
you know, transition to that fully, but I, it went fast. It was efficient. There was some technical difficulties, but overall, I think it, it, they did a pretty good job. Uh, did you see, were there, did you have any surprises in the first couple, like the top 10 picks, anything you didn't see coming? Um, well, the top probably 10 were, were pretty solid. Uh, Isaiah Simmons falling to number eight to the Cardinals was pretty surprising to me. He was my, the number two guy. He was like the second best prospect in the draft to me. Um, so him falling to eight was significant, but other than that, no, not really. Uh, Tristan Wirfs going all the way, falling all the way down to 13 to Tampa Bay was super surprising. That's the guy who's like a crazy good athlete. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's probably excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would be stoked to be able to go to the buzzsaw that is Tampa Bay. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Did you see that they made a bunch of trades too uh, during the draft? They picked up Matt Breida. Uh, uh, so they got a decent running back there. I still think they're making a run at Leonard Fournette also. So. Um, uh, what about. But yes, you Lamb too. Him falling. I thought that was pretty far for him to fall uh, to, to Dallas. Yeah. So. so you'll you'll know more than me because I thought CD Lamb was the best receiver in the draft. No. I think I personally think uh Jerry Judy was the best uh the best but overall wide receiver. Is it considered one and two or two and you know you can kinda argue both? Yeah, I, I would say <clears throat> I would say personally, I, it was between Judy and Lamb for me. Ruggs, I think, also was really good. He's more of a slot kind of style guy. That's what uh, I was going to bring up. I and again, I don't follow a lot of college football, so I don't. I'm not going to try and sound like I know what I'm talking about. But the Raiders <laughs> picking Ruggs seemed like the Raiders what they do every year. Um, I thought they did incredible. I thought they did incredible. Did you? Draft. Uh, they addressed very specific needs uh, while also, I think, taking best players uh, available, you know, or right around that. Um, but they took rugs at 12 and Judy uh, went 15 and CD went 17. Yeah, I think that was probably their biggest hiccup yeah. uh, was taking rugs over over Judy or over Lamb. I would have taken Judy uh, over all of those. Uh, they did draft uh, three wide receivers this draft, so I'm I'm you know thinking that they they may just took a shot in the dark at one of those three, um, but I would have taken Judy over any of those guys. Hmm. So he's just like he's the best route runner. Uh, he he's fast. He's you know he's kind of a complete package when it comes to receivers. Uh, Ruggs is like crazy athletic, can jump super high. Like he's he's kind of the freak athlete, maybe higher potential. I think you're it's a safer pick to go with Judy. Uh, and what do you think of Justin Herpes going to the Chargers? Uh, I won't actually address that question until you call him <laughs> by his God-given name. Uh, so if you can ask that one more time. <laughs> what did you think of Justin Herbert going to the Chargers? Uh, yeah, great. I think that's the best situation for him. You know I'm a huge Ducks fan. 
Uh, and I'm not a huge, I don't follow one specific team in the NFL cause we do fantasy, but I like to follow ducks that go into the league. Uh, that was the best situation for him. Um, I'm really glad he didn't go to the dolphins because they're a train wreck from top to bottom. Can't see it. Dang it. Just turn off your background. It's a Justin Herbert card. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I love it, man. I think he's in a good situation. They got a good defense. They got weapons for him. Uh, they addressed some things, I felt like, also. Uh, not with just picking him, but they also traded up and got uh, a good linebacker, the Chargers did. Um, at number 23, Kenneth Murray uh, from Oklahoma. Uh, got another running back, um, Joshua Kelly, and uh, uh, two wide receivers. Um, so I think they retooled. I think it was really good. I'm, I'm excited. I don't honestly know how much of the season he'll play. Uh, I think Tyrod Taylor will probably have the reins until Herbert can figure it out. But Herbert's, Herbert's a smart guy, man. Mm-hmm. He graduated with a 4.0. Uh, you know, it's always talked about his, his kind of, he's a student of the game and is always kind of in the film room and stuff. So I don't think it'll take long for them to kind of realize that he's kind of the future. Um, <clears throat> But as far as like Miami, they had so many picks and they did. I thought they did really well too, actually. I just don't like Tua that much, honestly. I think Tua is super overrated uh, and kind of a tissue paper, man. I mean, the guy seems to get hurt so much. And then there was so much talk about like he scored low on the Wonderlick test and then he you know, had some injury issues that weren't really talked about. Like he had an undisclosed wrist injury that, that wasn't talked about. And he said he's had an injury plague career at Alabama, uh, but he wins everywhere he goes. He wins. So I think that says something. I think it's, it's going to be a wait and see. Uh, it's going to be the same for, for Burrow. Um, Burrow was my number one quarterback coming off, but he's not, I don't think he's what everybody says he is. I don't think so either. I, I, I think, I think he's gonna. I think he has tremendous talent. But when you look how bad the Bengals are, are, I mean, talent yeah. wise and skill wise, Andy Dalton will be a better quarterback than Joe Burrow next year. But that team is so bad. Their line is terrible. Their defense sucks. That you're kind of mm-hmm. like if you're expecting if the Bengal fans are expecting Joe Burrow to come in and you know, lead that team, you know, to the promised land, it's not going to happen. They're going to, they're, there's so many pieces away and realistically probably five, six, seven years away before they can actually, by, by the time, well, I think they got a steal uh, in the second round, beginning of the second round with T Higgins, who's, <clears throat> I mean, he's damn near a clone of AJ green. That he's six, four, two fifteen. Uh, real good jumper can get up and get a ball, not crazy fast. Um, but he can, he's athletics. He can get around people. He's got good separation. <clears throat> I think he's literally, I mean, he's a carbon copy of AJ green, which has worked for them when he's healthy. So if AJ green green stays in, in Cincinnati, they could have something pretty special there. Um, is what are they, the rumors they, they, with AJ? But what are the rumors with AJ? Uh, well, because of his health concerns, I know I know he's talked about wanting out um, and wanting to go somewhere else. I don't know <clears throat> if that has changed since 
the draft or, or whatever. I haven't, it's been pretty quiet in the AJ Green camp, as far as I understand. But they, they did a lot. I think they did really well in the draft, too. Uh, they took best player available almost the entire time. Um, they addressed the linebacker position, which they were really lacking, as well as the edge rusher, uh, and picked up an offensive lineman late in the draft that I think could be pretty good. Um, but I think they did pretty well with, with what they got. I am not expecting Joe Burrow. I, I expect him to start right away. I don't expect him to be rookie of the year um, or anything like that. I, I personally think uh, uh, Chase Young Chase Young is probably I compare him to to like JJ Watt as far as like or or a young Julius Peppers uh, coming into the league. He's incredibly athletic. He is super fast for his size. He's huge. He's 6'5", 270 almost. You know, uh, I th- he's by far the best prospect in the draft, but obviously it's not as an important of a position as quarterback. So, And now if you were the Bengals with number one pick, would you would, would you would take and chase? I would have traded. I would have traded the number one pick and gotten a lot more draft capital and uh, traded down, you know, even if it was someone like uh, like Miami. You could get, you know, two first rounds, potentially three first round picks from Miami between this year and next year. And, and then you could draft Justin Herbert or Tua or Love and as well as a couple other pieces because they needed a lot of help. So, you know... I would have personally, I would have tried to trade it out. Maybe I, I was hearing that they were getting trade offers, especially from uh, Miami. So. All right. Let me ask you about Jordan Love, because that sent the internet ablazing. And what mm-hmm. was funny was hearing uh, Aaron Rodgers before the draft saying how excited he is because they think they can go get a, <clears throat> a skilled position player. Yeah, on Pat McAfee's show, I was watching that too. Yeah, <laughs> well, he got yeah. the skilled position, all right. Just, I think they're, I think they're trying to recreate what happened with Aaron Rodgers, and it worked. The the big difference to me is is that Rodgers has made it very clear that he wants to play into his forties. If he can physically, he wants to do it, and he wants to do it in Green Bay. Uh, he openly said on the show. It would be great if we got a skill position player. We haven't done that in a long time. It would be really great. I think it would work. We addressed a lot of stuff in, on the defensive side uh, in free agency. Um, that was a crazy move because, again, I think they want to recreate what happened between Favre and him, right, where Favre was definitively the starter. They drafted this kid later in the draft uh, at 26 or something to that effect. Um and he sat for three years. Favre's contract came up and then was gone, and there was Rodgers. The problem is is that Rodgers has four years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. Love has a four-year rookie deal. Are you just going to re-sign him because you see what you see in practice? Or are you expecting Rodgers to go down with an injury? I, I, I mean, I don't know what the thought process is. If, if I'm them, and that's something I'm really thinking about, uh, I'm waiting till next year to draft a quarterback. Yeah, because they you were know? they were you know in the NFC Championship, so they're just you know one more piece away from you know actually mm-hmm. making it to the Super Bowl. And I think I think they were 
they were another wide receiver or tight end, you know, and and a little bit better play on the defensive side away from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. For sure. And Rodgers didn't have a good year last year, Mm-mm. statistically. So if he can kind of get back to the way he was with Devontae Adams and some of those young guys, um, I think it could it could be potentially good. Now, it, like looking at their draft, here I can actually I, I have it pulled up because I was kind of blew my mind. Um, that whole situation because they had, in my mind, the worst draft out of all the teams. That's what I was reading <laughs> because they didn't they didn't address specific needs. Uh, so they drafted Jordan Love at twenty six. And then a running back at 63 when they already have two running backs that aren't similar, that, that have a good tandem with Jamal Williams and uh, Aaron Jones, who Aaron Jones was the touchdown leader last year. Uh, yes, they're going to be coming up on some deals. Uh, some They're going to be free agents here soon. But, dude, I'm not taking a Boston College running back at 63. I'm get, picking up a wide receiver. They picked up a tight end. A very small tight end. He's like 6'2". Jeez. 6'6", 245 or 260 or something. Um, Linebacker, a couple offensive linemen, which that was good. Offensive linemen was good. I thought that was a good pick. And then a couple, like a DB and a D-end. It's like you didn't – the only person that you picked up in a skill position wasn't a position to need. Mm. No one really knew what was going on. And it wasn't even best available. That was the that was the craziest part. Like if I go, just excusing the fact that Jordan Love was taken where he was, and looking at who they could have got after him, Patrick Queen, the linebacker uh, from LSU, undersized but super fast. Uh, where who is that other wide receiver? Uh, T T Higgins. They could have picked up T Higgins. I Michael Pittman Jr. There was some serious wide receiver depth out there. This is one of the greatest draft classes like in the past five to ten years. And they chose the guy who no one really knows anything about. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Love is not that good. He just is he's just not. Like he had a subpar um combine. Uh not the greatest as far as draft grade, as far as like, let me find it, see if I can find his, uh, his stats in college, which were just not that good. Well, I know he uh, threw a lot of interceptions last year. He had a really bad year last year. Yeah, he threw on a team on a Utah State team that like was playing lesser competition. Yeah. So it's it's tough for me to like say, oh yeah, this guy you know, could potentially be something down the road when like he just didn't show anything, you know, at least someone like Herbert, who the question, a lot of the questions they're, they're asking are, um, his leadership or whatever. And a lot of that stuff is going to be filtered out through the next, you know, six, eight months. You know, uh, I think, I think what green Bay was trying to do, I think honestly, they wanted Brandon Iuk from Arizona state, but San Francisco traded up and got Brandon Ayuk right before their pick at 25. Hmm. Uh, so I think once he went off the board, I think they panicked and went for their number two player. And that was Jordan Love. Um, 
I think they could have probably got him in the second round. Uh, but we know it is what it is, so we'll see what happens. I, I, I has there been a statement from from uh, Aaron Rodgers yet? Uh, yeah, I think it was Deron Harper. Yeah, okay, whatever. Fuck that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm a little confused, but nonetheless. Well, so I saw um, a stat. I think it was Jordan Love threw more interceptions last year than Aaron Rodgers has thrown in the last four years combined or something like that, four and a half seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, uh, Miami Dolphins had uh, just a crap load of picks. Um, that's obviously good. with two, uh, number five, and then picked up a, a tackle, a corner, another tackle, uh, defensive, defensive back or defensive end safety, another offensive lineman. They've got, I mean, they've got a whole offensive line. Uh, and then their last pick was the running back out of, out of Navy. And they retooled. They had so many picks. It was crazy. So we're going to see a lot of those guys play early on yeah. also. See, I'm weird. If, if, uh, what we should do one time when all this crap ends is, um, do, uh, you know, start go play some Madden and start like a franchise and just do a complete draft, you know, and just start yeah. from scratch. Each team starts from scratch. Cause I'm different. You like, don't want, if I, or we could just make 99s and then play defense. <laughs> that would be fun. But see, I'm different. <laughs> like if I'm a, if I'm a GM, I'm, I'm not drafting two. I'm not drafting. I'm low. If I have three first round picks, I'm getting the three best defensive players I can get. And I'm making the meanest bad boys, Detroit Pistons, you know, Miami Dolphins type team that I can make. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when they drafted that corner, uh, I can't, I can't say the name. Noah Ignahogny or something. Gun the to kid your, out of Auburn. Gun to your head. You have to spell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Noah IG. Anyway, uh, they picked him at 30, their last pick in the first round. And that confused me a little bit because there was also some guys on the board defensively that I thought would help them a lot more. Um, uh, like, um, that safety Xavier McKinney from Alabama, I thought would have been a better pick, uh, or, uh, gross Matos who, who from Penn state that ended up going to Carolina at 38 because they just paid Two, they have the two highest paid corners on their team this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so you take a top five corner in the draft and you throw him on a team where he's the third option. I mean, that that's great. That's you know, it, they could potentially do really well depending on the defensive scheme. But uh, I, I would have addressed other needs personally. But yeah, see, so yeah, hey, I mean, I, I just I'd build a line, a defense and offensive line. I think that's where. Uh, no, they they got a lot of offensive linemen, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what the depth chart looks like. Uh, you know, when the season starts, kind of going, if the season starts going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's weird is uh, there was one running back drafted in the first round, and that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was uh that was really weird. Um, because honestly, he's a solid player, but. It's so weird, man, because kind of a dying position. It's so weird. (laughs) But it seems like. okay. so 2019, he had 215 attempts, 1400 yards, 16 touchdowns. 
that's great. He was on the best offense college football has seen in probably the past 50 years on the same team as Joe Burrow and all those wide yeah. receivers. I mean, Joe Burrow was throwing, <clears throat> Joe Burrow was throwing uh, passes to like four of the best wide receivers. Like, you know, I mean, they had the craziest receivers on that team. Um, <clears throat> so I think he was a product of that. Like they knew they had, you know, when you have Joe Burrow, a Heisman winner, and then all these receivers, he's going to do well. Cause they're, they're not loading the box up against him. <laughs> so he's thriving. He has six and a half yards of carry. I just don't think he's going to pan out. I mean, I like the way he runs, uh, but I'm, I, I was not a fan of that pick. Yeah. Um, now, granted, he had a hell of a lot less touches than someone like Jonathan Taylor, uh, who ended up going to uh, the Colts. Colts. Jonathan Taylor was the – he ran for 2,000 yards on 320 carries six yard average on 21 touchdowns. Um, but there's, I don't know how much tread is left on those tires. Uh, you know, they're comparing Jonathan Taylor to like Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, as far as athleticism. So I thought that was a little safer bet. Hasn't had a lot of injuries, but again, that position, I mean, you're looking at a premium of about five years. Uh, if you have the, the, the linemen to help them out. So, I don't know. Well, it's like we'll see. if you kind of look at the mold of the of the winners in the NFL, like Chiefs, uh, you know, and then you look back to like when the Seahawks won it. It's you have these quarterbacks on these rookie contracts, and so they can afford to pay other players. And then, I mean, once Patrick Mahomes signs that fifty million dollar a year contract, <laughs> you know, the team's going to look a lot different. I mean, if I'm Mahomes, I'm taking a, I'm taking a sweetheart deal, even though I could take a fat deal. I'm taking a sweetheart deal uh, to try to build that, keep that offense intact around me because uh, you know Tyreek Hill is going to come up on that too. Yeah, yeah they're all going to so, want to get paid. Hmm? They're all going to want to get paid. Yeah. And then – And I, I think they deserve it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is an enigma, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Super Bowl champion. But it's going to take, it's, you know, then they're going to, like, when look at the Seahawks, they had to let go, you know, of a lot of those defensive players that, I mean, obviously Wilson was the MVP. Um, Marshawn Lynch, you know, was a runner-up. But that defense, you know, was absolutely the the deciding. Without that defense, they don't win it. You hmm. can, you know, you can argue. It's not even close. Yeah. It's you, not even close. You can that take out. That defense won them that championship, yeah, for sure. You can take out Russell Wilson. <clears throat> And they probably still have a really good shot with that defense. I mean, you take out Russell Wilson, they, I, they, I guarantee you they make the playoffs. Uh-huh. But I don't know if they win at all. But that defense, that was what got them their championship, the Legion of Boom. Um, and I don't think you're wrong in like saying, hey, I want to build a strong defense and then kind of do the offense later. You know, I think, I think uh, that's why Tampa Bay is so intriguing because their defense is really good. Yeah. The defense. I think they had like a top three defense, especially against the run last year, up until the last few games. Um, speaking of that, did you see that Jameis Winston signed a one-year deal with the, the Saints? Saints? Yeah, yeah, he needs that. <laughs> gonna... I mean, I tell you, I tell you what, man, the Saints. I feel like they scored a deal, one-year deal, at, to get a backup that was 
threw the most yards in football last year. I mean, yeah, the picks and all that, but they they did great. <laughs> well, one I mean, look, he's your backup. Yeah. Well, they're gonna you know they're gonna have some plays where you know either Taysom's in at quarterback. They're gonna have Taysom and Jameis in at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill is one of those like Enigma players that can play everywhere and, and does. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like the deal they gave him, too. Um, but, I mean, I think J- what Jameis is trying to do is he's trying to do he's trying to do what Teddy Bridgewater did mm-hmm. and, you know, potentially play three to five games, do really well, make bank right after. Yeah. You know. Who would you rather be, like a shitty-ass quarterback on would you rather be like the starting quarterback like a Andy Dalton on a shitty team or a Taysom Hill where you you're just kind of like an X factor you don't start I would much <laughs> rather be Taysom Hill <laughs> I think that'd be so because fun. because I I I I think the because he's not a true quarterback and he can play so many things that makes him so needed on a team the Andy Dalton is been trash for a long time but there's been no competition for him because it's the Bengals. yeah you know so i mean is there even a thought on whether or not they're like if andy dalton is gonna make a run for the starting job no man well i think just to sell tickets i think they got to put joe in because it's the only thing that makes sense i i'm putting in joe every every time yeah but i mean Taysom hill he's gonna He's going to catch one, he's going to run one, he's going to throw one. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, dude, if you look at his numbers, like in uh, when he was at BYU, they weren't, like, crazy good. Yeah. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't like, the stellar quarterback. Uh, he wasn't throwing the ball, like, slinging the ball around, but he was durable, and he did all the, he did the dirty things that, like, players didn't want to do, right? You know, I think that's, I think that kind of player that you can, you can be confident in putting him in at tight end and running back and quarterback and receiver and corner and, and safety fullback. and yeah. kick returner. And, you know, yeah. dude's giving out water and like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's kind of everywhere. Hey, do you know how many fullbacks were drafted? Uh, none. None. It's so weird. There's more punters than fullbacks and kickers and long snappers. Oh yeah. The kicker. It wasn't it the Patriots that. Picked a kicker. Yeah, Patriots took a kicker in the fifth round. Bills took one in the sixth, and Dolphins took one in the seventh. And Jets took a punter in the sixth, and Falcons yeah. took a punter in the seventh. Roarwasser from Marshall for in the fifth round for the Patriots. Oh yeah. Um, what are you doing? I don't know. Nobody was trying to get that guy. Can you imagine the kicker? Hello? Huh? This is who? <laughs> Belichick? Oh, I think you got the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I'm the I, kicker. You know, like, that guy was probably like out to eat with his family and just like keeping track of the of the draft on his phone. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, cool, man. This guy got drafted. That's cool. Yeah. Like, I don't think kickers ever expect to get the call yeah. unless you're like the Raiders. some godsend. <laughs> Well, do you remember um, a couple years ago that kicker from Florida State, Aguayo or whatever his name was? Uh, he got drafted in the first round. What? <laughs> I yeah. By who? Yeah, dude. Let me. I, 
Can you imagine if you're the player drafted after the kicker? I mean, I guess Janikowski got got drafted in the first round. Yeah. But this yeah, one. Aguayo. Roberto Aguayo. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, he was drafted by Tampa Bay in the second round. But was like thought to be like the guy. Uh, and then Janikowski was, he got picked in the first round, number 17. What year was that? 2000. I'm going to look up that draft. Now, granted, in the first round, dude. What? He, he had a boot, <laughs> but yeah, he was also drunk the whole time. Yeah. He, he would, he was like money from 40, 50, even 60. But if you got him at 20 or 30, it was hit or miss. Yeah, because by that that close, the goalposts for him are like this. <laughs> yeah, you know, what? dude's just pounding vodka on the sideline. All right, uh, so they could have drafted Sean Alexander. <laughs> uh, let's see any other big names. Well, right here, I'll look up the Roberto Aguayo. What year was that? 2018? No. Yeah, you know, 2016 be- draft. 2016. You know, what'd be funny is to go back and uh, revisit drafts and just kind of look at, you know, who got it wrong, who got it right. Okay, so, so Aguayo was picked in the second round right here. Here are some of the players they could have got. Von Bell, the safety. Cyrus Jones. Uh, Carl Nassib, the DN for, that was in Cleveland. Kenyon Drake. Ooh. Joe Thune. Austin Hooper. Kendall Fuller. Nick Virgil. CJ Prosize. Jacoby Brissett. Jeez. Dude, it's just like, hello? Whatever. That That draft was pretty good. The top 10 were pretty good. That was Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Ramsey, DeForest Buckner. That was a good draft. You know, it's weird. Like, I'm looking at the 2001 draft, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Vick went number one, but then a quarterback wasn't selected until, uh, let's see, Drew Brees in the second round. So there's only one quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Did you watch that documentary on Vick? I haven't. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It talks, it goes pretty in depth with that stuff. Doesn't defend him at all. You know, just very, uh, legitimate as far as like how they talk to him so hey as far as i'm concerned he did his time learned his lesson time to move on that's my take too (laughs) i think i think i think he served i mean he went to prison dude he went to wasn't he in san quentin or something like yeah something's not good all right hey look at the so in what year is this the 2002 draft number one pick Derek Carr. (laughs) (laughs) 
Number two, Julius Peppers. That's a good pick. Number three, Joey Harrington. Wait, hold on, hold on. David Carr, not Derek Carr. Oh, David Carr, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. And then, Derek Carr was like uh, like 11. <laughs> uh, let's see. Patrick Ramsey. Julius Peppers was the best player in that draft. Yeah, for sure. Not a lot of quarterbacks coming out in that draft. No. Jabari Gaffney, though. Clinton Portis at 51. D, running back. Gosh, how Not a lot of... Uh, I mean... Was there no Hall of Famers in this draft? Ed Reed. Oh, right, right. What does Mr. Irrelevant mean? Huh? Oh, the last pick of the draft is Mr. Oh, yeah, Maude Miller. (laughs) But can you imagine if you're the Houston Texans and you could have had Julius Peppers? But instead, David Carr. (laughs) I still think Joey Harrington could have done well uh, if he didn't go to Detroit. Yeah, and, you know, if they would have... If they would have just sat him for a year or two, you know. Look at number. Look at the. Look at pick fourteen. Jeremy Shockey. God, he was so sick. Yeah. He was so sick. It's so yeah. There's there. There's one Hall of Famer in that whole draft class. That's ridiculous. Yeah, twenty-four. Number twenty-four pick Ed Reed. It's so nice to have 2020 vision and look back at the drafts and just be like, you fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) Well, the next one, the next draft class was pretty good too. Uh, Carson Palmer, uh, Andre Johnson, uh, Byron Lefwich, Terrell Suggs, uh, Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. He was sick. Uh, uh, let's see. Calvin Pace, Boss Bailey, Troy Polamalu, number 16. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's go down here. Let's see where the Charles Tillman, Ryan Hogue was the last pick of the <laughs> Hogue. I wonder who's the best Mr. Irrelevant of all time. Uh, what pick was Tom Brady? Wasn't he pretty close to two ninety nine? I think something like that, one ninety nine or something. Oh. Ryan Hogue. <laughs> uh, it looks like the most successful Mister Irrelevant is two thousand nine draft Ryan Suckup. All right, kicker. Uh, there's a guy from way back in the day. Kelvin Kirk in 76, but. I wonder if there's ever been a Hall of Famer, Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) Who do you think uh, won the draft? Like best, best uh, team. Uh, Like who, who did the best in the draft? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think it's a, a tie between Minnesota and mm, probably the Arizona Cardinals, personally. Now, um, 
I know Dallas I'm, also had a really good draft. I was going to say, I know I've been biased on Dallas because they were my pick to win it all last year. I was going to say uh, they had a really good draft. Yeah, Arizona didn't have <clears throat> like a huge abundance of picks. But I mean, again, Isaiah Simmons at number eight, Josh Jones, the tackle at 72, and then that uh, Leaky Fotu from Utah at 114. I thought they did a really good job. They addressed a bunch of stuff on the defensive side and and uh, offensive line. Um, but I think them, I, I do like what Dallas did, but I think the Vikings probably <clears throat> did the best for me. Um, they had a crazy amount of picks. Jeez, uh, did. And they, they addressed a little bit of everything. I think they, they really went best available. Um, with their first round pick being uh, Justin Jefferson, that wide receiver from LSU, the guy that made Joe Burrow famous uh, at 22. Uh, and then they had a couple corners they picked. Uh, Troy Dye from Oregon, the linebacker, athletic guy, kind of polar opposite of Anthony Barr, like more of a coverage linebacker. I think that was a big get for them. Uh, the only real downside I saw was that they took an Oregon State offensive tackle because uh, they're trash. So, <laughs> hey, so let me. So I'm kind of looking through. I don't see any Oregon skilled position other than Herbert. Yeah, none of them. Uh, most of those guys went back. Uh, the only guys they really had in the draft were offensive linemen. Uh, Justin, and then a couple linebackers. Uh-oh. A lot of their upperclassmen came, are coming back this next year. That's they pretty, all kind of decided together. So it's kind of impressive, though. And Justin Herbert, he was a you know top five pick, and none of his skilled position players. You know, well, I think they would have done a lot better if the offensive coordinator would have been better. Uh, it's known that they took very little risk in their game. They weren't throwing down the field a whole hell of a lot. They had a good running game. They have three running backs that are pretty good. Uh, so they kind of filtered through theirs. But they, they didn't they didn't take a lot of risks. They didn't have a lot of plays that Justin Herbert could really show off his arm. Uh, they had some decent receivers. Jawan Johnson was the only wide receiver, I believe, that went into the draft this year. He went undrafted, and I believe he signed with the New Orleans Saints on an undrafted uh, deal. Um, but... Uh, a lot of his guys are coming back. A lot of them were underclassmen or, you know, decided to come back. Um, so I think they're going to be better next year with uh, with the team they got. They, they got a couple quarterbacks kind of coming up. Tyler Shuck is the guy who's kind of projected to take over the reins. He's been the backup for two years now. He's a redshirt freshman and then his freshman year this year. So, hmm. All right. Uh, let's transition. How have you been watching The Last Dance? You know what? I haven't seen it yet. Oh. And uh, I've kind of told myself I'm going to wait until all of them are out. And then I'm going to watch it oh. all together. Well, if you get on the ESPN app, there's two versions. There's the TV 14 and then there's the TV MA. And the MA one is worth watching. Hearing just Michael Jordan, you know, say, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, just F this and F bombs and. Dude, yeah, yeah, no, I think I'll probably end up watching that. Dude, I feel like it, it's a little more legitimate. 
It's sick, man, dude. It was showing uh, last. I won't give too much away for you, but uh, midseason in the '98 midseason, Scottie Pippen's holding out because um, he's getting paid like three mil. He's like the 122nd yeah. highest paid player in the league and like the second best player overall. And so he's holding out. And so uh, Rodman is really stepping up his game. And they finally, right. they finally, they started in slump like eight and nine or something like that. And then they, you know, win like 20 straight or something stupid. And Pippen comes back and then it kind of takes Rodman out of his groove because he's no longer the number two. He kind of, you know, feels not necessarily unneeded, but he, he liked the fact knowing him and Jordan could, and then mm-hmm. could just dominate. And so, uh, Phil calls Michael into a meeting and, Feels like, hey Mike, Dennis has something he wants to say, <laughs> and he's like, Dennis wants a vacation. <laughs> and Mike was like, if anyone needs a fucking vacation, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw a little snippet of that, like on a, a preview for it. Yeah, and uh, feels like Dennis, if we give you forty eight hours to go to Vegas, will that be enough? <laughs> if Mike saw Phil. If you give him 48 hours, he's not coming back. And so, True. so Dennis straight from the, you know, meeting goes straight to the airport, goes to Vegas. Now there's footage of him there. He gets there, he's chugging a Miller Lite, he gets on a Harley Davidson with no helmet, chugs it and takes off with a police escort. And then uh. He's gone. He's gone for a week. A week later, Jordan comes knocking on the hotel room to get himself, "Come on, we got to get you to practice." Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> yeah. But what the, what's really cool is um, everybody hated the GM of the Bulls, all the players, the coach, everyone, they all hated him. Uh, but you see the hate that Michael Jordan has for Isaiah Thomas, like still to this day. And he's just like, like, like they're like, we want to show you a video of Isaiah and what he said about not uh, shaking your guys' hands. And he's just like, so I'm, there's nothing you can say to me that's going to tell me he's not an asshole. <laughs> and then he's watching. Hell yeah, he's watching the video. Yeah, we don't we don't get to see rivalries like that in basketball anymore. Man. No, and like every time you talk about it, like I thought maybe Damian and Westbrook would be something like that, but then it's all like no, like we respect each other off the court, and it's like come on, man, I hate yeah. his guts. Yeah, Jordan hates him. Like they hate each other, and and so it started like Jordan's. Like, because Isaiah's from Chicago. That's where he grew up. Yeah. And when they drafted Jordan, you know, he became the the hero for Chicago. And Isaiah got jealous of that. And then he did the freeze out from the All-Star game where they he convinced everyone not to pass Jordan the ball. Then they would just, they were, dude, you should just, like, the clips. They were so violent. Like, it would never happen in today's game. Like, like the stuff they would do, they would probably be kicked out of the NBA. Oh, dude! I mean, watching like Bill Lambeer's career highlights, half of them are just headhunter. Yeah, box. It's a boxing match. Yeah. And yeah. Then, oh, yeah. And then, and then it's funny because they always reference like, like all the best like confrontations from the NBA ever are twenty years ago. Yeah, and you know, and like so they show Jordan losing. Uh, I think in 89 and he goes and he shakes hands with everyone on the Pistons team. And then 89, same thing. He gives an interview, gives them all the praise. You know, they're the better team. It was a game seven. He's all, you know, they're the better team. 
uh, we're trying to get where they are, la, la, la. And then in, finally in 91, when the Bulls, they kicked, they swept him in four, kicked the crap out of him. It wasn't even a close series. Seven seconds left, the starting five who are on the bench for the Pistons, they, they just walk off the court, and they have to walk by the Bulls bench. And starters are all pulled at this point, game's over, and they just leave without shaking hands. And, oh, you can just tell it's still great, Gracious, <laughs> gracious losers. Yeah. <laughs> and Isaiah is saying, like, well, no, this is, you know, this is what the Celtics did, and so we were doing it. It was, like, our way of passing it on to them. And Jordan's just like, ah, uh, that sounds like you were salty as a yeah. motherfucker. And then, sounds like. and then they held Isaiah off the dream team. And I, yeah, I do remember that. What's, what's great about that though, is Chuck Daly was the dream team head coach who was also the coach of Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons. So can you imagine having that call? Uh, hey man. No, I mean, look, if I'm a coach and I'm the, you have to completely separate that. Right. And if it, if it doesn't, if they don't mesh, it ain't gonna work, and they don't call them the dream team for no reason. Yeah, that, it's you great know? though, dude. It's it's so good to watch. It's ah, oh, it's. I'm gonna have to. I have to. I have to do my. I go and watch all of it. I want to wait till all of them are are out, and then I want to watch them. Yeah. Uh, but I'm. I, I might have to save after that and just start watching it, dude. It's it's so good, and like if anything, it's like in my mind was already made up. Jordan's the best player of all time. LeBron's not even close. But okay, not even close is kind of a stretch. But I mean, yeah, maybe you don't think LeBron would have been successful in that era. <laughs> uh, I think he probably would have adapted, but I don't. I mean, do you think Jordan would be successful in this era? I think Jordan would put up sixty a night in this era. Problem is, he would also get called for so many fouls. Yeah, but we, when you watch, like, it just makes you like, man, Scottie Pippen is freaking good. Dennis Rodman is unbelievable. I heard from a lot of people like you really kind of understand Jordan's work ethic. Yeah. Like during this, like you really get to see an in-depth view of like how hard he wanted it and how hard he pushed and to get it. Yeah. And he's, you know? yeah, you like there's cause they were, um, this film like has just been in, so they were following, you know, the 98 bulls around, uh, because Jerry Krause was saying that, you know, it doesn't matter if Phil Jackson goes 82 and 0, he's done after this year. Uh, and so they knew it was going to be their last season together. So they decided to, you know, have a film uh, crew follow them around the whole year. Is that where they got all that footage from that? Yeah. So, and then, but Jordan had the rights to all of it and he's never okayed the go ahead to make the documentary. Love it. Until LeBron James won and the Cavaliers won the championship. That's when he decided to to release the tapes. I need I need to reassert my dominance here. <laughs> yeah, and so you just see Jordan in in practice, just like fucking Harper, like f- fucking waiting on you all day, Harper. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it kept everybody accountable. You know what I mean? Yeah, they haven't showed it yet. And I don't know if they will show it, but he punches Steve Kerr in the face uh, in a practice. Oh, I hope they show it. They have to. Yeah, and we all heard the story so many times. You know, yeah. I feel like it's necessary. You need to show it. So, but in uh, the '91 Finals, they lose Game One, and then Game Two, they put Scotty on Magic, dude, and Pippen is picking him up full court and just digging him up, and it's just like, dude, it's it's awesome. It's probably the best thing I've ever watched in my life. 
I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm gonna now. I'm now. You got me. I got it. I gotta yeah. watch. I'll probably watch the first two tonight. Then and I know they hour long each. Yeah. And okay. I have to watch it. I don't think you can even overhype them. They're so good. Like Jossie's loving it. We're just we're watching it, and yeah, dude, it's great. And Jordan, he's so like he's so cocky on the court, but once the mics get on him, he's just like you know the most like pretending to be humble and. And that's I think that's why so many players hate LeBron. It's because you asked Mike a question. Hey, Mike, uh, you didn't have a good night. If I would have told you that you know you were three for thirty from the field and had six turnovers, would you? And you guys won the game. What would you say? You know, Mike would be like, you know, I have faith in my team. I know, like when I'm down, my teammates will pick up. You know, my slack. You ask LeBron that, and he'd be like, if I'm three for thirty, there's no way we're le- we're losing or we're winning that game. I put the team on my back. I got to carry me, me, me. Oh, I lost. Look, everyone, I have a broken hand. Like, that's why we lost. Like, he's just, ah, and Put the team on my back. Yeah. Greg Jennings. I worked so hard for this. I put my blood, my sweat, my tears into this game. And it's just, ah, I think that's why people don't like LeBron is because, like, even though Jordan on the court was the most arrogant, uh, cocky, talked the most brutal crap of all, but when when it came time to give him props to his teammates, and you know he even says in the documentary, you can't say Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. I'd love to hear yeah. LeBron James say, "You can't say my name without Kyrie Irving or Dwayne Wade or anything like that." No, never. Yeah. So, you know, that's also it speaks to the time too because Jordan was on the Bulls his whole career until obviously the very end, just like just like Malone, right? And you know, like. The, the the prime of your career is spent in one maybe two places and well, not anymore you know it's not like that now where you know lebron is contract with cleveland and then miami and then cleveland and then la yeah. and, you know and who knows it, it could be a power somewhere else he goes to the clippers you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I i like i like that back then there was a loyalty to your team yeah and jordan said he's all i i won't play for another coach so if Phil's gone, I'm done. And so, I mean, can you imagine if he went to the Lakers? No, oh. <laughs> that'd be so sick. Can you imagine even more for Kobe getting getting to practices with MJ every day? Can you imagine those guys being on the same team, dude? Oh, they would be practice fat. would be in just insane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jordan, Jordan, and Kobe would be, and then they would. Shaq would not have gotten along with either of them. No, they, he would have been gone long before yeah. that. But because they would have picked up Pippen. But can you imagine if Jerry Krause would have been like, you know, we're gonna ride this team till we lose. So as soon as the the year we don't win the championship, you know, we'll look at resetting. I mean, maybe they win ninety nine. Maybe they win two thousand. Maybe we're talking eight instead of six. I don't know. <laughs> with no break in between. Uh, but, all right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. We're about an hour in. Okay. Um, I'm glad we did this. I miss, you know, I miss doing these. My, I know with Zoom now we could. I mean, it's a lot more easily accessible, especially with you moving. So yeah, it's a lot, a lot easier. We can keep, we can keep doing this. We, we just need to convince Sam to actually, uh, you know, yeah. be technologically sound. Yeah, his uh, his brother came over to our new place to just help with some stuff. Yeah, and I was like, hey man, I saw a picture of you delivering an Easter basket to, uh, you know, your niece. And I was like, and I noticed you were, uh, 
you were outside and she was inside because <laughs> you know they wouldn't let him inside. Say, really? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, look, I'm all about I'm all about being safe, especially with the kids. But come on. Yeah. Well, then I was like, well, hey, you know, that's you know, I was like, at least you know, they don't you don't have to go to like he doesn't have to go to like the in laws or you know anything. He can just have to, he's all. And he's like, nope. They went to the in-laws later that night. <laughs> oh, my God. They just think that he's a dirty son yeah. of a bitch. Oh, yeah, Sam. You hear that? Your brother's disappointed. <laughs> but was, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> but, All right, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, let me know next time we can do this, and I'm down. All right, perfect. And I'll uh, get this out midnight Friday, so Friday morning. Okay, sounds good, man. All right, love you, brother. You too, man. See ya. Bye.